1: You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction.
3: And now we go into the thick of it.
1: Uh-oh. Uh oh.
2: Erin Addisons.
1: On American Family Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And I'm excited because, well, <laughs> well. Why are you excited? I'm, I'm excited because I know that it's great for you that you have some in-studio guests. I'm excited <laughs> for you. <laughs> as 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 your as your as your wife i'm excited for you what thank you uh, the only thing that, that would make me more excited would be if we were there actually in the same studio together yeah. but uh through the wonderful blessing of technology i am not where you are and where you are um is hanging out with the Benham is, brothers it's
2: where I need to be. That's right. It's, well,
1: I mean, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all in a day's work. No, we've, we've got something exciting that is happening here at American family association. And mm-hmm. I, I really feel like um, this is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. We continue to hold the line. Amen. We continue to stand up and tell the truth. I mean, it doesn't matter what other people are doing, what other people are saying, you know, people are kind of thinking that the sky is falling, um, but we still have some fight left in us because we are fighting on the side of righteousness. Right. And so um, one of the ways that we're doing that is going to happen in October, October 8th at 7 p.m. It is AFA at home with Walker Wildman. It's an online event and it is going to be a panel discussion that covers significant cultural issues that I just, I mean, they're relevant right now. They're happening right now in our yeah. country. Yeah. Um, guests include Tim Barton, the Benham brothers, who we're going to talk to here in just a second, Abraham Hamilton III, mm-hmm. Richard Land, Star Parker, Sandy Rios. And, um, and, and we're excited about it because people have got to speak out. People have That's got right. to be unafraid and unashamed. And boldness, as I said yesterday, is what is required in this hour.
3: Yeah. Um, the
1: topics of this kind of panel, town hall, Collective, you know, response is uh, the topics will include religious liberty, censorship, and social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Something you care a lot about.
2: You, you keep <laughs> nah, just a little you, bit.
1: You keep pushing to pull the plug on all of those jokers. Yeah, you're like, yeah. let's be done with them. Yeah, uh, the sanctity of life, judicial branch, <laughs> socialism, and the threat to America's republic. And the Benham brothers are going to be a part of this panel That's as right. well. David and Jason join us today. Many of our listeners are familiar with them, and um, what. I guess the world would describe it as their rise to fame. But one of the things that you and I appreciate about them is that really it was making much of Christ that put them on our radar. (laughs) Standing for Christ.
2: That's it.
1: Standing for Christ, being faithful and holding the line. And so we'll talk to them about their contribution to AFA at Home. And then also talk about what their ministry is all about right now, because they have several initiatives that they are a part of, and um, that the Lord is using them to make a difference in our culture. Yeah, David and Jason, thank you so much for joining us.
4: Thanks for thanks for having us on. We wish you were here in studio with us. Yeah, yeah. but your husband's looking all hot yeah. and handsome. He's got. That I mean, bald it's that head beard, with that big beard. It's the it's the bald
1: head and the beard. <laughs> I, oh, it I looks know. So good. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I never know if I should take credit because it is great. No, you can go take credit. so. I, I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, <laughs> no, but I don't a, know. No, it's
4: a good thing. It looks amazing. Awesome. Order. Okay, you. <laughs> Appreciate it.
2: It's you that's and like, our five kids. Uh, yeah, that's all <laughs> of us have, have contributed credit. to the graying the one of on the, the way. beard.
1: I'm the one, man, do you guys counsel? I feel like we're going to need that in just a little bit here. We can um, use it ourselves. <laughs> All right. No, let's talk about AFA at home with Walker Wildman and this mm. panel discussion that's going to take place. Uh, the first thing I want to know is what uh, piqued your interest in it? Like, why do you want to be a part of it?
4: Well, uh, this is David speaking first. I'm the older twin, the much better looking. But I'll tell you this, <laughs> the second word of the name American Family Association Come and America on. at Home. Come on. I'll tell you what, we're seeing the destruction of family, yeah. and we don't see that, that political agenda against family. It's against mm-hmm. the very bedrock of what Christ set up in the Garden of Eden that said, this is what works. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is how kids thrive. Mm-hmm. This is how nations are built. This is how communities flourish. And, and we're seeing the, the destruction of family. Fathers yeah. not taking responsibility for their kids, and, uh, and and this is what we're watching. And so Jason and I, when we get a chance to come alongside American Family Association with this amazing event, it's, uh, I mean, we didn't even have to think twice about That's it. Awesome. Yes, we're in. When do you want us? The minute somebody with the last name Wildman calls, <laughs> we're like, okay, we know you guys are willing to stand, you're willing to fight. And I'll tell you right, right now, when you've got Christians fleeing the scene of our mm. cultural conversation, come the on. Wildmans aren't. You know, that's and their right. organization's not. And so no. we're, we're glad to be a part of this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, We's, we don't have anything to be afraid of. And we I'm share sorry, that passion
4: for
2: family. You yeah, know, That's right. We, we share that passion, you know, and I'm speaking of AFA, but also Mickey and myself.
1: Specifically. Yeah, that's this, something this that we talk about all that. the
2: time. And as a husband and wife, it's just a, a good way for our listeners to hear, you know, what it sounds like, you know, practical sense of being married and having children and how we raise them up. You know, and, and it helps so much just to have that practical side.
4: Oh, mm-hmm. exactly. And you even look at the CDC, the, the Center for Disease Control, put out their statistics on anxiety, suicide, depression. And the 18 to or the 16 to 22 or whatever, that, that age group right there, 14 to 21-ish, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. group right there, 26% of them are filled with anxiety, suicidal wow. thoughts, and depression. Yeah, Man, we don't see any numbers like that in American history. It's the mm-hmm. destruction of our family. Mm-hmm. And when moms and dads tell the kids, hey, I'll be here. Hey, Mm. there is right, there is wrong. This is how not only we live, but this is how we talk. Mm. Uh, We don't allow this kind of stuff to happen without uh, some sort of resistance, you know, when people are trying to redefine truth. That's right. Man, kids then, eternity is set in their heart. Amen. And you're speaking to that eternity, you're living that eternity, and they are at peace and at rest. These Mm. poor kids, my heart breaks. I've got five kids at home. Awesome. And thank God my wife and I were together because we're serving the Lord together. It ain't easy, Amen. you know. It's probably right. easy for you because oh, you're well, so man. handsome. Yeah. But it ain't easy for my wife. <laughs> but but still, the the end of the day is that our, ki- our we're losing our kids. We're losing yeah. our nation. Yeah. And we don't run from the bullets. We run toward them in the name of Jesus.
1: Amen. Man, you know, I want to continue unpacking this because I think that this is a huge part of the conversation that is missing. You know, so often we're looking at... What can we do to change our nation? What can we do to turn this ship around? It seems like it's already moving and it seems almost insurmountable. But when a person starts to have this kind of conversation, David, Jason, where we say, but you know what? There must also be a focus on your family because your kids are going to grow up. They're going to be a part of this country. They're going to have opportunities to do some things of great significance. People say No, 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 that's not it. There must be something else. How can we increase this awareness and maybe give people a greater desire to disciple their kids, to train their kids in godliness so that we do see things begin to change in our country? And just whoever wants to go first can.
4: Well, this is Jason, and I would say uh, one of the ways that we know what we should be focusing on uh, uh, is what is the enemy focusing on? We look oh, at what, yeah. what does the enemy want to redefine. I mean, mm-hmm. you go on Black Lives Matter website and you can Come see on right now. on there in the about us and well, what we're about. And they want, they're <laughs> going after that patriarchal <laughs> definition uh-huh. of the nuclear family, That's which right. basically means a man and a woman That's right. getting married and having children and raising them in the knowledge of the Lord. And the enemy hates that mm. and he wants mm. to go against that. You know, and, and, and when, you, when you look at them attacking capitalism and attacking all these things, you know, capitalism's like a hammer. I mean, you can use it for good or you can use it for bad. Right. But that's why we need family. That's why mm-hmm. we need family so that dads and moms can raise their kids to, sh- to see this is good, mm. this is bad. That's right. Right? And so I think that we just, as families, as husbands, as mothers, as, as um, uh, wives, as fathers, that we just model what a family looks like. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jesus' uh, message when he showed up, you know, there are some, some pretty big issues of his day that he didn't necessarily deal with head-on because he knew he had to get to the heart first. Mm. Mm. He had to get in there, and he said, look, you know, if your enemy forces you to go one mile, go with him too." But he didn't say, hey, here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to throw off Roman constraint. Mm. I want Mm. you to throw off that Roman rule, even though they were underneath Roman rule. Mm -hmm. But what he showed was, you're going to live from the inside out and show these Romans love. When you're forced to go one mile, because there was a Roman law that... The soldier said you had to carry a Roman backpack one mile from a soldier if he looked down to a Jew and made him carry it. And the Jew was required by law to carry mm-hmm. it for one mile. Jesus says, hey, carry it too. Mm. And what would happen? Mm. Jesus knew that within a few hundred years it would turn the Roman world upside down. Mm. Amen. That's what we Amen. got to do with the family. It's yeah. the exact same thing today. Amen.
1: You know, David, I know that you guys have several different initiatives that you are focused on, that you are overseeing all of these things aimed at advancing the kingdom of God and just even changing the moral uh, fiber of our country. Just seeing those things radically upset, which the enemy has tried to upset, but we're kind of turning those things around. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, your your pro-life fight. Um, you guys... You guys made some headlines recently here uh, in, the, in that area. Um, talk about how important it is for the church to stand up and to speak for those who cannot speak for themselves.
4: I'll tell you, you know, right now you, you see Jesus says, whatever you've done for the least of these, you've done for me. Whatever you've not done for the least of these, you've not done as unto me. And who is more least of these than the innocent, unborn, the vulnerable? They don't even have a voice. As much as I, Jason and I, are thankful for all of, that we've gone through in America in terms of giving our racial minorities a voice. They had voices. These unborn mm, don't even have voices. That's right. They that's can't right. even speak up for themselves. And so the Lord wants us to step into that moment. And so Jason and I, uh, at the height of our business in 2010, we started a pro-life ministry called Cities for Life and where we mobilized sidewalk counselors to do loving sidewalk counseling for these mothers that feel that they have no other choice. And, and, and yet we wanted to attach that to a life network, uh, a series of life-affirming ministries to where if a mother chooses life, then we can walk alongside her with prenatal visits and baby showers and all these other things, which we really need. And since 2010, the last 10 years, we've had over 5,000 mothers choose right. life, and we walk alongside those mothers. And it's been an amazing thing. But what happened is when COVID hit, um, everybody starts shutting down except for what's deemed essential businesses mm-hmm. and liquor stores and casinos and abortion clinics were con- Come on. considered essential business. Yeah. And so we said if they're essential, then our life-affirming uh, ministry is essential, That's and right. we are going to go there with our sidewalk counselors. We're going to stand 10 feet apart. We'll go on a skeleton crew, but we will be there because almost every day we're there, two to five mothers, between two and five mothers will choose life. We'll put them on the mobile sonogram unit. They'll see their child. We plug mm-hmm. them into a mentor network, and they get life. Mm. So we're going to be there. And, uh, and I was called on a Saturday morning. This was about 10 days before George Floyd died, and then we start, mm-hmm. started seeing all of the protests and demonstrations in the streets that went unchecked. But this was about 10 days before that, and I showed up because I received a phone call Saturday morning that there were a lot of police out at the abortion facility that were going to arrest Our sidewalk counselors, and we only had three sidewalk counselors there, spread out like 20 feet apart. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I show up and the police, there's 12, 15 police there. They surround me. I was actually by myself standing across the street. They surround me and tell me to leave. And I'm like, what? You can't tell me to leave. Ain't nobody around me but you. And I said, and secondly, (laughs) we are a 501c3 uh, federally recognized tax exempt organization. Mm -hmm. We're here offering essential services, you can't tell us to leave. And they said, sorry, sir, and they arrested me. And, uh, and, and what's really cool is that while I was getting arrested, there was a mother that went on board the mobile unit, chose life. Mm. She's now plugged into our mentor network. Wow. And then I get thrown into the slammer. And so I'm sitting there ministering to this young man who was strung out on drugs. Wow. Come and I'm witnessing to him. And the, the about 30 minutes in, the, the door to the jail opens up. And there's my dad with his hands cuffed behind his back. <laughs> I said, Dad, what are you doing? He goes, well, I heard you got arrested. So I ran down there. And uh, the police told me I needed to leave, and I was like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> well, 30 minutes after my dad gets in there, the door opens again, and it's my, my 20-year-old son with his hands cuffed behind his back. <laughs> wow. He had been standing about, uh, about 100 yards away from us or so, maybe 50 yards away. And when he saw us go down, the police then went to him and said, you need to leave too. And at that point, he wasn't around. Any, I mean, it was – he said, there is just no way. I can't – I'm not going to leave. You can't tell me to leave. And and we, we had even told the officers, go to Home Depot, go into the abortion facility. That place was packed. They didn't have masks or anything. So we all three got arrested same day. That's crazy.
1: Man, so you guys become like a Paul, <laughs> Silas, and like a Timothy or something? Yeah. I don't know. I mean just like a I mean, I know that's not part of the story, but guys, just come on, go with me for a second. But that's amazing. And the thing I appreciate about it, and we'll have to come back on the other side. I'll give more details of AFA at home. I know we got to let you guys go, but... I just want to say we have got to take the fear out of standing for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have got to take Amen. the fear out of right. what's going to happen if we stand up for what is right in our culture. This is what we've been installed to do. Let me let our listeners know that they can go to Benham Brothers, B-E-N-H-A-M, BenhamBrothers.com, BenhamBrothers.com, and learn more about the incredible work they're doing. And we'll come back and talk more about AFA at Home. Thanks so much to David and Jason for joining us in this segment. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back.
5: God only knows what you've been through God only knows what to say about you God only knows how it's killing you but there's a kind of love that God only knows God only knows what you've been through God only knows what say about the you
1: The event is AFA at Home with Walker Wildman and you're not going to want to miss that It happens October 8th at 7 p.m. Central Time You can go right now to afaaction.net and register for this event. It is a free event. You're not going to want to miss it. Mm -hmm. Um, You just sort of got a little taste. Just hearing from the Benham Brothers like kind of makes you excited. What else is going to be discussed and what other topics? Well, we kind of covered some of the topics that will be hit um, on October the 8th. But you can register right now for this AFA at-home event with Walker Wildman, you can go to afaaction.net, dot mm-hmm. net. As soon as you go there, um, there is a registration page that that you hit, and yeah. you just sign up. You want to be a part of it, and then then if you're like me, <laughs> then if you if you're like me, make sure you put a notice in your phone or something that reminds you that you have this thing on October the eighth.
2: <laughs> you know the thing.
1: You know the. <laughs> 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 you know the thing I can't tell you I I have I registered at least once recently I can remember registering for an online conference it was like it was a homeschooling conference a homeschooling event yeah and I registered for it I was so excited and boy when I tell you um, I want to say almost daily I missed the time that things were going to start. And I was like, why? Why, Mika? Why do you even register? Like, you know, so put yourself a notice in your phone so that you can <laughs> you can be set up for that because you're not gonna wanna miss the content that comes from the likes of Tim Barton, uh the Benham brothers you just heard from in this last yeah. segment, Abraham Hamilton the third. Honestly, we're kinda spoiled. Um <laughs> just, I mean, you know, it's fine. Um, Richard Land, Star Parker, and Sandy Rios. And mm-hmm. so, um, anyways, make sure you check that out. afaaction.net afaaction.net again it's a free event
2: yes can't beat that
1: some people call it free 99 that's (laughs) really really good that's that is a great deal right free 99 uh you can go to afaaction.net afa at home with walker wildman um i'm looking forward to that i think i think that's going to be fantastic i get i get excited um i know that there's a lot that is pressing in on us by way of the culture Mm -hmm. but i'm really excited and you know forgive me if this sounds self-serving um but I'm going to go anyway. I'm excited to be a part of an organization that's really doing the difficult work. Yeah. Um, Not just sticking your finger up and seeing which way the wind is blowing right. and deciding to go in that direction. But really saying, man, you know, we may be the only voices saying this. Mm. And um, but but we're going to be saying it, that's you know, right. because this is what the word of God is saying. And so anyway, you listen to this show on a regular basis. You know that as soon as David and Jason Benham. Started talking about the family.
2: That's it. I mean, look, that's yeah. our middle name.
1: <laughs> that is that is our you know? middle name. And yeah. that is that is where the Addisons tend to focus. So when you yes. tune in every day, we 2 to 3 Central Standard name. Time, mm-hmm. that's our focus. Uh, how can we equip the family to respond? And then everything else kind of is an offshoot from there. The family is so critical. That's, that's not a downgrade. You know, never let someone say, oh, you just do this. Are you only concerned about that? Like understanding what God has given us in the family unit, the family structure. There's so much right now that is upset in our country because families are in disarray. Yeah. I'm convinced that there, <laughs> let me just say it this way, there could be fewer people at some of these protests and riots and things that are happening if families were intact. Come on. I know that may seem like an overgeneralization, it's but not, I'm just going to go out on a limb. It's, go ahead. Yeah.
2: No, I, I believe it's the truth, you know, because if I, I look, if you poll, I bet that some of these uh, young people who are out there mm-hmm. grew up in Christian homes.
1: Well, I, yeah. I
2: mean, you yeah. know, like, I, we know, yeah. you, you know mm. what I'm saying? It, yeah. It's, it's when you don't do the, the hard work, put in the work at home, you know, what you're, go- the, what you're going to get out of it is mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times rebellion, you know, yeah. and and look, I, I'm not trying to uh, put a guilt trip for people who feel like, man, I, I didn't do it right. You know, that's grace for that. But yeah. we have to come to a point where we're telling the truth and saying, hey, yeah. we have to get our houses in order,
1: that's you know, right.
2: because what is uh, overflowing from our houses, you know, is going into the streets. And, and we, we see this happening. It's a lot of young people, you know, yep. they may go off to, to, to college. And get twisted, you know. Because yes. man, the enemy is ready. You know, that's right. We've we've done campus ministry for years. Yeah. We we did we we did campus ministry, and we saw mm-hmm. it over and over again. And it's even worse now. Oh and my so goodness! You have to be rooted and grounded in God before they go, because it, yeah. it's happening before they get to college. They're already gone, like like Ken Ham, said. like Ken
1: Ham said. Yeah. yeah, and that book was written ten years ago. So imagine, right. you know, what is happening now? Imagine what is going on now. Um, I wanted to do something before we got into a couple articles here that I've pulled up just to kind of couple with, you know, why is this happening? Why do we see so much, as we say, popping off in our culture and and it's just happening, happening ongoingly? Uh, One of the things that we pointed out yesterday is that there is a breakdown in justice, right? Mm. And so when justice breaks down, then evil increases. Uh, One of the things I want to say before we move on to look at some of these other stories, because there have been some... (laughs) There have been some Christians, I think, who would say, you know, the riots and the looting mm-hmm. is not a problem because it's of necessity, right? Mm. You know, there's some, you know, these people are hurting, and so you know, because when when people are hurting, you do need new tennis shoes, come like on, you man. do, come on, man. like I mean, you just do, you just do, come and on, that's man. that's the kind of stuff that helps Don't you make feel better. Me press but, my button. Okay, all right. <laughs> I can't guarantee though. I can I cannot guarantee. You don't even know. Well, anyway, just wait for it cuz there's more. One of the things that I want to challenge the body of Christ with, and again, this 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 is where we hang out, right? Like how do Christians respond to culture? Right. So there's something that bothers me and I noticed that even for a while, I was saying it myself and, and trying to give clarity to what we're talking about when we talk about justice. So what we do mm-hmm. now is we try to say things like biblical justice mm-hmm. or godly justice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and what we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that we are redefining what has been redefined, mm. right? So we're trying to be careful not to take the world's version of justice and Mm -hmm. then use it Mm -hmm. so we just don't use the word justice point blank Mm. and then we'll say godly justice or biblical justice but I I'm I'm exploring this and and I'm open to people who feel like no I still want to give the distinction that's fine this is not so much the BLM conversation that I'm over like I'm not even open I mean you do what you want but (laughs) I don't have I don't have at this point as we say in Noir, at this point all right i don't even have any space in my mind to to reason with people who still want to say but i want to say that and then give this distinction we're we're so yeah. far beyond yeah, that we're you know we way that the enemy has been so exposed okay there's exactly. no longer any room, <laughs> any room for excuse um but i want i'm i'm exploring that we might need to stop trying to describe justice apart from the way that the Lord describes it or defines it. Mm-hmm. And it is just justice, right? It's just justice. In fact, if you look at the scriptures and I was looking at a few passages, we're not going to go through all of them at all, but I was looking at a few passages and what the Bible actually does is the Bible speaks in terms of a perversion of justice. Mm. The Bible doesn't give like a, you know, and this is godly justice. And this, the Bible says, this is justice. Mm. The Lord himself loves justice, right. right? And so whenever you see that there is injustice or there is not justice, the Bible refers to that as a perversion to do something opposite. And I was thinking about this. And when you think of what a perversion is, many of us are familiar with like um, sexual perversion right. and the Bible's condemnation of that. Right. Like we we are familiar with that. We would say, um, you know, anything that diverts from the the true or the original intent or the true and original purpose of a thing, if you change something sometimes for the worse or sometimes completely change something, making it unlike its original, um, that is a perversion, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, the same is true of justice. Mm -hmm. If you take justice and then you make it something that it isn't, it is indeed a perversion and that's that's how the bible speaks of it as as it is a perversion and so when we think about that i think that we need to not try to give some sort of um what's the word i'm looking for we, we need to not legitimize mm. the world taking justice and then we are left to kind of redefine re- it that again seems
2: like that happens a lot
1: a lot. It happens too much, <laughs> man, Will the Great. Come on, man. I'm, and I'm, I'm so tired of it. And I, you know, and I know that it, the work is overwhelming, right? <laughs> because you're like, again, yeah, again, like it's mm-hmm. it, it's it, 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 the same thing with diversity, right? The same yeah. thing with ethnicity, ethnicity yep. and culture, all of these yep. things. Over and, over and so I know that I, you know, Will, Will the Great. You and I may be the lone voice out there saying these kinds of things like and and I'm not I don't mean that literally right. because there are other people who are making the same observations in different ways. Right. But it's worth it. Yeah. It is worth it that when we say justice, we don't go justice but <laughs> Right? Like we have to define and give all of these disclaimers and everything right. because and let me tell you why I think it's of greatest importance. Not just because words and not just because, you know, Control and we're strong and we don't have to cower, not that, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's good. We all have a little bit of that. But we need not fall all over ourselves trying to re-redefine justice because justice is rooted and anchored in the character and the nature of God. Mm. The Lord God is just. That's right. Right? So our understanding of justice comes from who He is and our understanding of Him. So when we say godly justice, it's it's almost like being superfluous. Mm-hmm. Like we don't we don't need that. It's like it's like uh, being redundant, yeah. right? Like you know, <laughs> I mean, justice is is from God's nature. It's right. it's from it's who He is. The Lord God is just. This is one of His attributes, and so for the world to take it and to be doing something that is other to be doing something that is different, what now has happened is that there is a perversion. Mm. There is a perversion of justice. And I would hope that Christians would become more and more comfortable saying that's perverted justice. Come on. That's perverted. Like, let's let's as you've you said this for a number of years, well, let's use Bible terms. Why not for the things that we see? Well, I can't think of any reason. You know sir? because
2: because everything else, you know, it it usually turns into like a uh, a downgrade. Like so, if you put something in front of justice when God is just, like you're you're, you're you're minimizing. You know, it's it's like that's right. It's not really what it you know what I'm saying. It don't have it almost the, the makes
1: legitimate. It almost makes legitimate the world's use of justice. Yeah, like and, and now here and we, we like, are, no. left trying to you know we're we're gonna <laughs> redefine. Okay, you guys got us. We cry uncle. We go back to. (laughs) we go back to the dictionary and back to the drawing board. We go back to the dictionary and see, you know, okay, how can we Webster our way out of this one and come up with a new, but we don't need to do that. And so I just, as as something I was thinking about from yesterday and thinking about what we see that's broken down in this country and, and, you know, (laughs) how we as believers can, can continue to stand boldly. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, speaking of a perversion of justice. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to California. All right, a perversion to? of justice. If I mean, just for a second, I promise we'll be okay. in and out like a burger. We'll, right. we'll just go. <laughs> California. Okay, we can go. Jump over to California. Remember, we've got great things happening over in California. You're right. The Lord is moving. Okay. Um, so a California district attorney um, has issued some guidance to law enforcement in her county okay. that requires them to consider if looters needed the loot before they are charged with a crime. Come on, I, mean, come I, I told you on I man. couldn't promise. Man, I, mean, I knew it. I told I, mean, I know. I, yeah. Look,
2: I, I had to. Sorry.
1: You did. You did. Man. I mean, I t- like, I support really? that. Really? I support I support that button, okay? <laughs> um let me just also say this before I get into the details of it because again, here this is a perversion of justice. Okay? This is this is a perversion of justice. This is what we see. So I just want to say also that this is the same district attorney that charged a couple with a uh, hate crime because they were painting over the black lives matter message on the street in front of a, a mm, courthouse there. Okay? okay. Same one. Okay. Just want everybody to have, get your bearings on. Yeah. So you know what you, so mm-hmm. that's what you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> right. Right. Um, so this, uh, what is it? Costa County district attorney, uh, Diana Becton is her name. She issued guidance, um, that reportedly also included consideration of whether the business that was targeted for looting was at the time of its looting open or closed. Was this a business that was open and, <laughs> and functioning or was it a closed is this business? A, um, like,
2: Babylon beach. No,
1: I really wish I, this is from the daily wire. I will put Come the story on, in the show notes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and also let me also say, and th- this is not a Friday show. This is what is really going on. So so here we go. Um, In order for police officers to decide how they're going to charge looters, the police officers, according to these directives, have Mm -hmm. to take several things into consideration. Okay, And again, I just I want Christians at this point to be like, this is so perverted, like what it is. This is this is what it is. Right. So here's a question for law enforcement officers. OK, was this theft offense uh, substantially motivated by the state of emergency or simply a theft offense, which occurred contemporaneous to the declared state of emergency? Well, that,
2: what, what, what does that mean?
1: In other words, in other, <laughs> in other words, was this looting the result of this emergency? Were these people like thrown into a fray thrown and and now the only way they can survive is to loot or Was there a person who just found an opportunity for looting and took it and it happened to coincide with the declared state of emergency? All right. Okay. Okay. Was the business open or closed to the public during the state of emergency? Okay. What was the manner and means by which the suspect gained entry to the business? Did he burn it down? Did he kick in the door? Were there, were, were there bricks, man, bottles, man. rocks thrown? Like what? You know, <laughs> right. we just don't know. I know we're going to have to grab the break. We'll pick up right here and we'll get to some of your calls on the other oh side of it. Goodness. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. will be right back. America,
2: America, God shed his grace on thee,
5: we've come too far, we've been
1: Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki.
2: And I'm Will, and that's a song for the nation, John Howard.
1: Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We can start getting some calls queued up. I will tell you this, though, if you want to hang back, I do have one one more story to couple with this one, uh, and then we'll go to the phone lines. 888 589 8840. We appreciate Sherry B so much. Mm -hmm. 888 589 8840. Depending on the topic of the conversation, I'm almost convinced that our brother John sounds sometimes that he's weeping more than another time. Like, it almost, sometimes we're talking about things and it just sounds like, like, oh man. Yes! (laughs) Like, it's just a deep groan. It's (laughs) like, like, oh, the Lord has been so good to us. What are we doing? And then other times it's more of that kind of, it's more of an encouragement. Come on, guys, come on. We know what the Lord has done, you know? But other times it sounds like a, Man, ah, you know, and, and today's one of those days uh, when you go to um, California and you learn that a district attorney has issued guidance for police officers to take into consideration on whether or not they're going to charge looters with looting. And um, among the things that they are to consider was whether or not, um, you know, this person is looting because of a state of emergency that has been declared. Um, law enforcement officers are to t- take oh into consideration goodness. how they gained entry to the business. Was the business opened or closed? Um, what was the nature? Now, listen to this. What was the nature, <laughs> quantity, and value of the goods targeted? Oh, so. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so that's, we're maybe, you wow. think we're getting somewhere? Maybe, maybe I mean, so. Wow. Was the theft committed for financial gain or for personal need? Now, in the this theft? one, here, here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Man, go it's a ahead. perversion of justice. Oh my it's goodness. a perversion of justice. Is there an articulable reason why another statute wouldn't uh, um, adequately address this particular incident? In other words, do we have to charge them with looting? Could there be something else? You know, I don't know. Could we just pour sprinkles on them and say, don't you do that again? Don't you do that? Don't you do that? Mm-hmm. And you pour the sprinkles on them and you make them spin around five times oh and then goodness. you're dizzy now. Wow. Maybe we could do something like that. <laughs> Um, But that's that's what happens when, remember, and we read this yesterday Mm -hmm. in Ecclesiastes chapter eight, verse 11, because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily. Mm -hmm. The heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. Yeah. Look, even those who are in positions where they're supposed to be upholding the law. Mm -hmm. All right. Not just those. I mean, you know, out there, you know, grabbing the cheesecakes and everything. (laughs) <laughs> right you know not not just those because I can't tell you how I have been so traumatized growing up in America that the only thing that could help me is a Louis Vuitton bag you know what I'm saying that's the only thing some that jar- would help me Jordans, or something. Jordans you know I mean saying? just 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 whatever you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah. Nikes you know whatever whatever <sighs> one other story here and then uh we'll go to the phone lines 888-589-8840 and I think these stories uh <laughs> paired nicely um So one of the things that you've heard coming from the BLM protesters Mm -hmm. and um, rioters and looters and people who are destroying people's businesses and destroying neighborhoods and communities that many of them don't even reside in, right? They just kind of descend on these communities, are part of massive destruction, the loss of life, and then swoop up and and go to the next place or they're from the outskirts or whatever. Um, I, I, I maintain I maintain that if you could really pick out some faces in the crowd, I'm almost convinced that you would find some people uh, who were occupying Wall Street.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm almost convinced. I agree.
1: And you look, no offense to anyone, but I described those kids many years ago as musty trust fund kids. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I said it, I did on the morning show. I said, musty trust fund kids. Nobody's paying attention to them because they hadn't happened upon the use of the word justice. They hadn't figured out how to pervert it. Hmm. And so whenever you can, you know, pervert justice, then you can get people's attention. But here we go. For months, this is also a story from the Daily Wire. Mm -hmm. Uh, Black Lives Matter activists have been saying that they didn't need to worry about and no one should be concerned about these businesses because these businesses have insurance. And so whatever damage is done to their businesses, you remember hearing that Mm -hmm. they're just going to file the insurance. And now what is happening at least as far as uh, in Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota is concerned um, what these business owners are finding, excuse me, is that the damage that has been done to their businesses is far more extensive than the insurance coverage that they have. Mm. And so what they are finding is that some of their businesses are going to have to be completely and totally demolished. And so um, these demolition crews, these construction companies are saying a lot of the business owners are experiencing a bit of sticker shock. And they say the reason for that is because the government issues specific guidelines that these contractors have to adhere to when a building has been burned. Mm. so it has to be treated as if they're dealing with a hazardous building Ah. and so it's not as excuse the expression cheap to demolish as it would be if it were just something that was just kind of an old structure you know that Mm -hmm. kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so anyway um we'll make sure to include this story in in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself but um upwards of 140 thousand dollars some quotes 200,000 to 300,000 dollars um, to tear down some of these structures are, are the quotes that these business owners are wow. getting. And for some of these business owners, they're saying, man, that's pretty close to the value of the building itself.
6: Yeah.
2: You know, man. and so
1: anyway, um, wow. so next time you're in, in the midst of a conversation and people are like, well, they have insurance. You tell them they need to jump on over to dailywire.com and go read this story wow. because the insurance is not shaking out the way people expected. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go first?
2: All right, let's go to Bill in Mississippi.
5: Hi, Bill. Hey, you guys. Uh, can you all hear me okay? Yes. Sure. I I am a 25-year uh, um, law enforcement officer, mm-hmm. and I just want to say that I am very encouraged by uh, y'all's show. I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all very much. And I did want to say um, that yesterday's um, show – I was uh able to hear y'all talking about uh Abraham uh, Hamilton's um mm-hmm. uh YouTube uh the video yeah video, Black Lives video whatever mm-hmm. it was uh mm-hmm. about B L M and witchcraft. That's right. Yes. That was just amazing. I don't know uh who out there hasn't seen it but y'all <laughs> need to look it up. Yeah, I agree. And see that connection and how um their are bringing in so many youth and that connection between DLM DLM and witchcraft is very informative. And, uh, I want to say one more thing. I know y'all, you know, take a lot of callers, but, um, I am so, uh, heartbroken, you know, after seeing what's going on in America. Mm. And I don't know how these young uh, police officers that are up and coming are going to do it, but I say to them out there, you know, stay strong and stay hopeful. And, uh, trust in the good lord he will take, mm. you. Amen. take you amen that is such a great you so encouragement Bill, man for your thank service Bill, too. thank
1: you so much yes i, I just want to say how much we appreciate you <clears throat> excuse me i'm gonna get it out and and also <laughs> i wanted to say you know i don't know that a civilian could issue that kind of plea and encouragement that a law enforcement officer could issue so right. Bill, thank you thank you for so doing much. that where do we go next
2: all right let's go to carlos in memphis hi carlos
3: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um good to hear you guys again uh, and be able to talk to you and God, God bless, you. bless you. It's been a minute since I've been on the air with you guys because y'all move times and, yeah. and locations <laughs> as far as you know, afternoon, and I'm working. But here, I, I'm I'm glad you brought this topic up about uh, uh, the the justice being perverted. Mm-hmm. And now I can talk to the the congregation of God's people and advise them even the more how subtle the enemy is, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we would have never thought. I never would have thought of justice being perverted in the manner in which you've shown or which you, you're exhibiting. And, and, as, as we think about perversion when it comes to uh, uh, sexual immorality.
6: Mm-hmm. And
3: it's the same. And so I mm-hmm. thank you guys for that so that I can continue to share the good news of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and keep us aware and, uh, and, uh, you know, of what's happening while we're on the wall because mm-hmm. a lot of believers don't don't have that understanding. And that's when the Bible says we perish because of the lack of our understanding. Y'all continue Mm -hmm. to do the good work of the Lord. God bless you. And my prayer for you always is from number 6, 24 through 26. Mm -hmm. Take Amen. care, guys. Bye-bye. Amen. God bless you. You, Carlos. you, Carlos.
1: I appreciate you. I'm going to say this real quick. we got some other calls to get through. Um, but Carlos kind of started this conversation like that. Cousin is like, yeah, yeah, I, I went over <laughs> to your house. Y'all moved, and you, nobody <laughs> called me and told me where you moved, and I knocked on the door, peeked in the windows, didn't see anybody, and <laughs> and here, here you guys are. I found you. I tracked you down. Yeah. Carlos, we appreciate you. Thank, Thank you Carlos. so much. Really great. Where do we go next?
2: All right, let's go to Jordan in Virginia. Hi, Jordan.
1: Hey, how are you guys doing?
6: Doing good. Hello. Great to talk to you guys again. Um, I just wanted to, to, well, first and foremost, thank you guys for everything you're doing. Um, and then, man, the amount of human trafficking that has been stopped over even the last week, and we're not yes. getting any coverage of that. News, that's the so news. And true. it's crazy to me, and it breaks my heart. Um, mm. that, that's really close to home for me. We, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to get into that. Um, but the the big thing I wanted to touch on was what is your opinion on you know you're talking about how the Bible talks about swift justice, and uh we know that as kids growing up in the household, swift justice is easy right um, you know it's it's easy to be caught in something and hey there's the there's the spoon right but <laughs> as far as America and our justice system goes, you know we have uh you know the idea of due process and you know mm-hmm. we have to get all this evidence just to make sure how how does how can we you know, facilitate uh, that that due process and getting all that evidence while also having swift justice? And is that is it compatible? Is there an easier way to mm. do that? You know, Gotcha. At point, is it even possible for us to do, you know?
1: Hey, I Jordan, know I think that's a great question. Thank Let you, me Jordan. just, if I can, and I, I don't want to give like an overly simplistic answer here, but if I can, what we see happening in our country right now is not like, oh, we don't know if they're there. We can see them. Like, mm-hmm. we see them. They mm-hmm. are defacing property. They are burning buildings. Right. They are throwing feces and urine at law enforcement officers. It's not a question of like, oh, we don't know. What I'm saying at a very basic level, and I think your question, actually, if I, I, I want to be intellectually honest, Jordan, I think that your question is a grander scale question than what I'm covering. So I just want to tell you that I know that, Okay. But what I want to do is taper it to what the the point that I'm making about justice being executed swiftly. When you've got people out in communities who are running through stores and breaking glasses and and setting things on fire and, and, you know, um, just I mean, running. I mean, they're crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. There's not a question about whether or not that's happening. Yeah, we can see that that's happening. So at a very basic level, what should also be happening is that these people should be arrested. Yeah. They should they should be arrested. And if they, you know, oh, that wasn't me. It wasn't me. Then OK, then people who do different things than what I do here every day can work that all out. But I'm sorry if we see you throwing bottles, bricks, rocks, fecal matter, <laughs> mm-hmm. urine mm. at law enforcement officers, you need to be taken in into custody, like we say, on site. Right. <laughs> right. OK, yeah. like there's there's no question, because what is happening in our country right now is because that is not happening, it is increasing. That's right. And it's not going to stop as long as we encourage law enforcement officers to show up with the equivalent of authority. That is like sprinkles. Right. That's not it's not <laughs> going to change anything. Right. Um. Will the Great. Where should we go next?
2: All right. Let's go to Bryant in Georgia. Hi, Bryant.
0: Hey, guys, man, Mickey. You know, Will, I love you to death. I don't even know how to say it so much. You guys are just amazing, and I'm just so thrilled. But, Mickey, you're killing me. I'm seeing a whole new side of you today. You are so always so passionate and, and just really on fire for what you believe in and what you're saying. But today, you're showing a really, really funny side, and it's just blowing my mind when you say been you around five times. Okay, there, you're dizzy, and just you're chilling, right? I'm dying in my truck, diving down the road, man, and it's just amazing. I love you guys. You just really, I love this side as I, 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 much as I love the other side of you both. I love this side as well. So I can tell Aww. God is in your life. But well, I will thank you. say that that what we need is we need to this more. This perversion of the the law once again shows. How much that we need to get to the voting poll and we need to say we need to vote in our judges in our local areas so that we have mm. the and pray that God will give them the wisdom mm-hmm. of Solomon to say, OK, we'll split the baby in on. half. You get this one, you get that one. And then make the truth come out. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, man,
1: I'm so Thank glad you, you touched on that. So often we overlook local involvement. Mm-hmm. We overlook local involvement. Let me try to squeeze, can we squeeze in one more call, Will the Great.
2: All right, let's go to George in, I think, Missouri. Hi, George.
0: Hey, Will, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Hello. How are you doing today?
2: Good, good. Um,
0: now, if what I'm hearing is that the DNC is tied to funding some of the the BLM because there was a congresswoman or something, not a congresswoman, a congressman's wife, i seen them on a plane with all their BLM uh, attire. Now, if the, if the ones that are pointing the fingers, which is the DNC, if they're funding these people, the people that are getting killed by them, shouldn't the DNC be, f- be held responsible for the murders of some of these people?
1: Yeah. Look, I I don't I don't know about that, but I will say this. I know that there should be uh, accountability at the local level. I know Mm -hmm. that these cities that have leadership in place that have been derelict in their duty, they should be held responsible, responsible for their dereliction. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing.
2: God bless.